Hey everybody, it's TJ from the Nashville Wine Duo, and I want to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me tell you why. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So if you're interested, check out anchor.fm for more information. What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. You feel good? I feel great. Yeah? Yes. Episode six? Yes. I don't know if we, every time we do this, we have to say which episode it is. I think you like to do that because you feel like it's an icebreaker, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if like what you're supposed to do in these situations. So I was just like, yeah. I was trying to keep track in my head of like what we're doing. We're just trying to figure so. this out. Um, but you know, like we keep saying we're having fun and all that, but I'm not going to lie. Like I think putting yourself like in the public eye, I'm not trying to rhyme, <laughs> lie public eye. Um, I think it can be stressful at times and over the past two years I don't think I've really like reflected on like oh wow I've like completely put myself out there like in a lot of ways as you have both of us have Mm -hmm. and uh, with that comes great risk and I think that there's reasons why some people never do these things because they're like I don't want like people to know all my business or I I don't think we share all of our business but you know do you know what I mean yeah when you make yourself vulnerable you're able to be attacked and kind of exposed and then people can kind of just say whatever they want without any kind of preference on like what it's kind of aligned with or in line yeah well and sometimes it can feel like um like a popularity game so like um i don't know last night it was interesting getting a perspective from a friend you know we started our instagram two years ago we've talked about that we hung out with um Claudia and um, Claude Wine. Claude Wine. Yeah, check um, her out on Instagram. Yeah, she's great. And uh, she is a wine, I would say, call her an influencer out yeah. of uh, Texas. And, San Antonio. Yeah, and she's awesome. Um, but her and I were just going back and forth. Just about the frustrations of like, you put a lot of effort and work into like posts or like things you do. And then it's like, you do get in your head of like, a numbers or like do people care like that's a whole nother aspect of it like because you have these super high highs and then it's like why is no one seeing anything i'm doing but it's kind of out of your control if you're using like an app that like they have control over what everything that you know the way things are going to go yeah anytime you're messing with algorithms or something like that you've got no control so you're just kind of leaning on technology right. but i think anybody that has used Instagram or Facebook knows this, like you could have like 300 followers. So if I were a regular person that got on this app, I'd be like, oh, I have 300 followers. I would think if I post something, 300 people are going to see what I'm doing. Right. And then in reality, it's like, okay, I have 300 followers and why are only five five likes on my picture or five people are seeing this? Which is, that's that's crazy. Like that's annoying. And then us, like even at our number, people look at it and be like, oh, they should be getting like all these people seeing everything all the time and sometimes they do sometimes like, it happens if the instagram gods allow it decide and then other times they don't and i don't know i guess i'm going back up like talking about this just because her and i were talking about last night and she was just like i considered deleting my account like it was just annoying and it's like 
I kind of wish all this stuff could just be like we talk about. We're doing it for fun. But then it does get in your head and you compare yourself to people. And unfortunately online, I think a lot of people don't know too that people buy followers. They buy likes. Mm-hmm. They even I think celebrities even do this. Yeah, like I we, we both think it's kind of like you don't really know what's legit out there and what's not. And for us, if you if it's a legit page, if you see ebbs and flows, like the highs if, and lows, if you see it being really high and then you see it being really low, then you know it's real. It's real. But I don't know. But That's, isn't that kind of like life, though? <laughs> you yeah. Know, there's highs. There's lows. Yeah, I guess. I just I want you more. Live life. People get in your head or things get in your head and mm-hmm. you feel that you start comparing yourself or being like, what? That's life. I yeah. feel like, uh, yeah. yeah, social media and all no, that but shit, I but kind of wish that there was more social media platforms besides like the three monopolies or whatever that we've been given. Like, I feel like there's, it's like this in, in life. It's like there's not enough options. And then like everybody kind of goes to this one option and... Mm-hmm. It gets frustrating because then everyone's trying to play the game, but then everyone is always constantly feeling like they're failing. Like right. they can never get ahead. Even the people at the top, I'm sure, feel like that because there's always someone, as your brother said, more attractive, more has more people that like them, has more money, has more status. Right. So like you're never going to be able to win in this game. You just got to be you. Just got to be you. Right. Yeah. And that's the reason we drink wine. And yeah. that's the reason we started a podcast was for like another outlet to kind of express mm-hmm. ourselves without just being on Instagram or whatever. So here we are. Yeah, and um I think tonight something specific. I sometimes I say <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I say that word weird. Um I wanted we well we well, wanted First of all, let's say where we're coming from because um you and Johnny, where it's coming from, yeah. He, uh, he, we're now phrasing this as the uh, the wine cellar where we where we uh, record oh. the podcast now. Yeah, not the dungeon. So we're in the wine cellar where the cat pees and <laughs> eats. You're not supposed to. Cat we're not supposed food. to keep talking about that. It's now the wine cellar mm. where we keep. Yeah, cheap cat. bottles of wine in the cellar. No, you're like. Hold on. I'm trying to talk about what we're actually going to talk about. <laughs> so, you and Johnny, thank you for that. Um, no, we are... Uh, so, yeah, we had, like, a person comment. And um, actually, from the beginning of, like, us talking about wine. So, I wanted to take, a, like, a while to kind of talk about this subject. Um, and hear what you have to say, too, about it. But, um it's just been like okay so wine right a lot of people for like a long time like wine is like supposed to be this like really sexy um kind of like more for people that if you're gonna drink good wine it has to be expensive it has to look like a certain lifestyle um you know you see a lot of wine influencers the ones that i've seen like you know it's often just so glamorized um women that are just dressed to the nines and look like pinup girls and like on and again nothing wrong with that either I'm not like bashing that in any way I'm just saying that it's like looked at as this very expensive extravagant thing it's not like the average everyday person it's like oh 
well, if you are just a mom at home, then you're just drinking Franzia. Like, it's kind of like, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm well, saying? you're drinking grocery store wine. You're drinking grocery store wine. And yeah. if you're drinking grocery store wine, then you're drinking wine that is not even considered wine because it is bad in the wine community. <laughs> Don't even mention grocery wine because that means you're poor. And if you're poor, then you're not drinking good wine. My mic is probably hot right now because I'm just annoyed. So, um... So we started actually this. This is another really big reason we started this podcast and the Instagram and everything. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, we had a comment recently talking about that we talk about cheap wine, things like that. Yes, we 100% talk about cheap wine. And I like to say affordable wine. Yeah, yeah. But if someone's going to use price, the word cheap, yes. I will say Okay, yeah, cheap. you can use the word cheap. Whatever. Yes. So, and I feel like a lot of the time when people are going to... Talk badly about what a person eats, how they dress, what they drink. If you're going to say, if you're going to label something that they like as cheap, you're kind of labeling that person as cheap. And that is what's frustrating to me. It's like, okay, so only the finer people in life, only the rich people in life are ever, those, those are the only people that are ever going to experience True wine. True wine, true food, yeah. true living, true right. clothing. And you know what? I will cuss right now. Do it. That's a lot of bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I do not believe that only the wealthy people in life are going to experience the best aspects of life. I agree. And not everyone can afford a $40, $50 bottle of wine every night. And if you like wine, you want to drink it pretty mm -hmm. regularly. And guess what? You don't want to spend $50 a night doing that. Right. So, um, and again, we know that expensive wine can be very, very good, but we're trying to like go to the every average day consumer that loves wine. And we think that there is, I mean, there's, there's more to go into this, but you give your take. But also go, I want to say saying. too, with expensive wine, you've got wine drinkers from, I mean, it's a gamut of wine drinkers that... They might not like a $100 bottle of wine or $200 bottle of wine. They might not, that might not be what their palate really gravitates towards and what they like. They might like a $10 or $15 bottle of wine, you know? Mm -hmm. So just to say that you can only drink one price point of wine, I think is bullshit too, because there's, there's all walks of life and there's all these different palettes and people that just want to experience wine and whether it costs $10 or $20 or $100, I think it's all about the experience and it's who you're with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the most important thing about it is like when you remember drinking this bottle, it's, it's who you were hanging with and what you were eating that night and where you were at. Right. You know? Yeah. So... All this craziness about like, well, you can't drink grocery store wine. It has to come from a wine shop or whatever. Well, you and I both think that's bullshit. Well, and you like, y'all be shocked at how many times like we have heard that. It's mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and we get a lot of hate for being the grocery store workers that work at Trader Joe's, but talk yeah. about Trader Joe's wine. Well, and that's the other part that pisses me off. I'm yeah. like, okay, so not only am I you know, in the wine world am I looked down upon because I'm talking about wine that comes from a grocery store. But then I don't even know if these people realize I actually work at a grocery store. And so, and there's a whole thing about that too, where it's like, there's classes of society and like, you don't have an opinion 
if you aren't at the certain caliber of a person. Like, you can't even, like, speak into this if you don't know. And it's like, well, like, I feel like we do know. Like, I feel like we've tasted so much wine, and I feel like we've really tried to educate ourselves, not just through tasting and reading, but the proof is in the people that have continued to come back to Trader Joe's and said, I come here for Kelsey and TJ's recommendations. Mm -hmm. I base my choices off of that because every time I try their choices, I like their choices. Mm -hmm. And I'm not boasting and saying that. Like, that's just 100% actually true. True. People come in and they ask for those things. I mean, it's like, we we have decent palates. Like, I really do think we do in, like, our wine choices. And maybe that might be... Some inexpensive wine, but I don't know, like, I've just, I went off on this, I feel like, a year ago, too, when someone said something about, like, don't buy grocery store wine, grocery store wine's crap, and that's the other distinction I wanted to make, and that maybe you can go into more detail about, and we talked about this before, but there's a major difference between your standard grocery store wine and Trader Joe's and Costco. Right, yeah. I mean, like I said, I might have mentioned it on one of the other podcasts. We did but briefly, but just go in the yeah, explanation I mean, again. I was taking my WSEC course, which I got the email that I passed. Yes, yes, yay. So, um, yeah, but even my Napa, you know, Wine Academy teacher in California told her students, you know, you guys need to be going to Trader Joe's and trying these varietals that they carry because they have affordable prices and you can try wine from all over the world and you're not spending a fortune to do it. And the, like we talk about, the best way to learn about wine is to taste it. Mm -hmm. And so you can go to Trader Joe's and try a Chablis or a Sincere or a, um, you know, I mean, uh, Chenin Blanc or whatever it is, yeah. Bordeaux, yeah. And, and you're not spending $50 to find out, you know, I might not gravitate towards that or like that. Right. So it really opened up our eyes when I started writing the wine order at Trader mm -hmm. Joe's and, and you and I decided, hey, let's take home these bottles and try them out. And we couldn't even pronounce them. Yeah. Because of those words. Right. But we wanted to try, you know, what that was. And uh, I think that was a huge part in, in our education and learning what regions tasted like, what, what uh, you know, certain yeah. varietals tasted like. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, hearing, like, when I remember when he first told me this, he's like, the person in my actual wine course class is mentioning Trader Joe's and getting bottles from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. That should tell you something. That's like a wine educator. So, you know, um, and I know maybe if you're in the UK, if you're in England or something, you might not know um, what Trader Joe's is. Maybe you do, or other countries, you might not know, but... Um, it's a very special grocery store that exists here in the United States. And I don't know, if you haven't tried wine from there, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know. So Yeah, I mean, we were just in Costco yesterday and they had a Sancerre yeah. for $14.99. And I know our Trader Joe's Sancerre at $14.99 is unbelievable. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's a $30 or $40 quality it's, bottle of wine. It's so good. So, and I know Costco has the same kind of buying practices that Trader Joe's has. So yeah. just to just disregard a certain store because well it's considered it's a grocery, grocery wine store it's yeah. just it's asinine it really is and it's it's um we've been really frustrated by this like numerous times and then there's also these people that just like totally embrace it and love it because there's people that 
are like what we're talking about and mm-hmm. they just want to find a good bottle of wine and they feel ashamed to even ask questions about it because they feel like whatever okay there's a stigma around wine and we break down those we were breaking down those walls of mm-hmm. like no like you can talk about a 6.99 bottle of wine and say it's good you're allowed to say a 6.99 bottle of wine is good and that's okay yeah and these people i think before were like oh i can't it's from it's a grocery store. It's six ninety nine. I'm not allowed to say this. I can't talk about it. I can't give this as a gift or whatever. It's like no, you can a hundred percent. Yeah. So and so much sometimes too is also you're paying for a name. Like I think that's a that's a thing too. Like you're paying for a brand. Like yeah. there are certain brands that are more expensive in the wine world because it's made a household name for itself. Right. So it's just. I don't know. There's just a lot of layers to this. Well, and... I want to say something too. Being at Trader Joe's and introducing someone to a Portuguese red blend like Porta Six or or a wine like that, mm-hmm. where you're introducing someone to a certain region of wine and they like Porta Six, say, they might walk into a, a wine shop mm-hmm. and the person there working might be able to point them to a, a Portuguese wine totally and because because they experienced porta six from trader joe's right that they really enjoy they're gonna be able to have a, even a better one they have yeah. some some back point history of reference, yeah point right? of reference to be like okay i've tried a, a wine from portuguese right. or portugal i mean yeah. and i can now go okay well now i'm willing to spend 25 30 dollars on a wine and take that chance mm-hmm. because i was you know i was introduced to it on this kind of level and Human beings, we should always be trying to excel and go up on levels and just growing mm-hmm. in our knowledge and wisdom and in life. So who says that can't happen in wine? You start at one place, yeah. but you keep growing. It I doesn't agree. mean you don't come back to your 699 Porta 6 that you love, right. but you can go to a wine shop and be like, okay, I've experienced some, some Portugal wine. Show me what you have and still appreciate it. Yeah, you know I mean, totally. I just don't think you have to stay in a box and just be like, no, okay, now yeah. I can only drink like this level of shit because... Oh, I totally agree with you. And that is, I think, what's so frustrating about being in this space of what we're in is because I think people are very much put in boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you're a woman in wine, it's hard. Like, there's not a lot of space for that for female winemakers. Or if you're trying to promote it, you're... Honestly, I like. I'm just gonna throw out there. Like, you're you got to be very sexualized if you're going to make this. I feel like that happens a lot where women get very sexualized in wine. Like, that's kind of like the avenue they feel like they have to go in in order to make it big. And again, if that's you, fine. But like, it makes it hard for people that are like, okay, they don't want to go that route. Mm-hmm. You know, they might want to just go like talking educationally about it. And like, I feel like some of the times that like someone that's like, okay, they're more like. You know, they don't want to be as sexy, but then it's kind of like it's hard for them to, like, be in that space. Yeah. Kind of. Does that make sense? And, again, I'm not trying to, like, say it's wrong for you to, like, be sexy in wine or, like, have that well, be a part of your... wine is sexy. It is. Know? It is. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it can be hard for women sometimes to be taken seriously unless it's, like, a certain way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Well, and we talk to a lot of... I would say soccer moms or women that come in the store that, you know, at the end of the day of dealing with kids or, you know, pick up lines or whatever it is like they're dealing with that they just want to come home and have a good glass of wine Mm -hmm. and relax and chill. And they don't care. I mean, I don't, I shouldn't say they don't care about the price point, but they're, they're shopping, they're getting their groceries. 
They wanna. They don't want to run to a, a liquor store and get a, you know make another stop with yeah. kids and all. Like, show me a good wine that I can appreciate and drink tonight, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna enjoy. Done. Yeah. I don't want to go and and take the kids and pull them out of the SUV and go stop at another you know store. Right. Well, and I think the other we'll finish after like. This tangent. We'll go, yeah. Yeah. I think the last thing... came out firing on this one. I know. I think the last thing about it, too, is also, like, to be, like, a people think, oh, well, you're buying groceries or wine. Like, you're not supporting sustainable farms. You're not supporting, like, small families. Like, if you... You guys don't know because you're not on our side of it. Like, we look up we know the history of these wines at trader joe's Mm -hmm. a lot of them call come from sustainably sustainable farms and small Small, vineyards vineyards. and family um, family owned three generation families from all over the world like these are people that if anything they should be celebrated because they made it big by making a deal with a with a major company yeah and they're being represented in a store and that's something to be proud of for some for people that have worked their whole life in the wine world. And well, we know wine, like we've been to vineyards, like it is not an easy thing to do. So to make it into Trader Joe's, these people should be, hell yeah, I'll celebrate them and buy their wine because that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we were just drinking the pass, which is at Trader Joe's for mm-hmm. $9.99. And on the back of it, it's sustainably farmed yep. Sauv Blanc from Marbo, New Zealand. And yeah. it's awesome. Awesome. And it's probably a twenty dollar bottle of wine, twenty five dollars, you know, quality wise. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just realized it's sustainably farmed and coming from New Zealand. And yeah, it was so, such a good wine. Yeah. So. Well, all that to say though, tonight I'm going to move on. We are drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we have liked this wine for a long time. I, and this I is picked, affordably. I picked a wine. quote unquote cheap wine <laughs> on purpose for tonight because we love this wine. Um, so this wine is five ninety nine at Trader Joe's. Um, it's ruby red. It's medium bodied with soft fruit and a clean, nice finish. Um, it's very elegant. It's approachable, well balanced, super soft, fresh fruit, clean, crisp finish. Um, it's French. Yes, it's a GSM. You want to tell them what a GSM is? Why don't you tell me what a GSM is? Because I know I just passed my W set. So GSM stands for Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre. Yes. Um, and these are the three grapes used in the classic French Rowan red wine blends. Mm-hmm. Um, and many people argue are the perfect standard red wines to serve with most meals. So these wines oh. go so great with food. Excellent. Um, yeah, excellent with food. Great with like beef, poultry, uh, super delicious. So this one is 34, 34% Grenache and 33% Syrah and 33% Mourvedre. And we love this oh, wine. It's one of those bottles that when you do open it, it's just so drinkable and smooth that mm-hmm. the bottle's gone before you realize it. And you go to pour it and it's like, oh, damn it, it's empty. Yeah, and it's um, from the, the Languedoc. I kind of... Ludovic would Ludovic would probably I, I, I think I kind of said it okay I think you did good which is um, it's the largest wine growing area in France adjacent to the Rhone to the west um, so it's a terrific wine for five ninety nine. yes I mean it's uh, so it's a black label it has some stars on the front of it we're gonna post a picture of it yeah it's on our Instagram very very good so please if you're interested check out the uh, stories on our Instagram we'll have a picture of it yes so you can reference it when you go to 
the grocery store to pick uh, up yeah. your wine. Well, and right now everybody's on spring break, so we're noticing we have a giveaway going right now for Good Molecules. Yeah, Good Molecules skincare. Skincare. And it's going on until Friday. And we kind of noticed that we posted it and like no one's seeing it. Yes. Everyone's on spring break. But go to so, our page if you love skincare and you want to check out Good Molecules. We're going to pick three winners and it's going to be really cool. So. Yeah, so enter, your, enter to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tenebrae GSM. It's awesome. So we were talking last night. First of all, we went to Jasper's. That's where we met Claude Wine. Mm -hmm. Jasper's in downtown Nashville, kind of like West End area outside of downtown. Um, they have a frosé oh, yeah. that is amazing. Very Unbelievable. Good. Mm -hmm. um, dry. Great what fruit. were the what what were what was it? I don't remember everything in Grenadine. It, it's very grapefruity and delicious, and yep. like it's the kind of like I I honestly I think frosé sucks, but like when I had it there, I was like, okay, now I like frosé. Yeah. So. And Jasper's really is owned by um, Amerigos mm -hmm. and part Etch. of Etch too. So um, I had a wonderful glass of Chilean Cab. So definitely check out Jasper's too if you're wanting some. Yes. Good wine. It's all on tap too, which is interesting. Yes. So great place to go. Um, so yeah, check out Jasper's and buy yourself some cheap grocery store wine so this week. We were talking last night. This was this what I originally was getting to before I got sidetracked on Jasper's. But I want you to tell the story because I was laughing so hard about you and your sister's in sync rivalry with JT and JC, and how you guys fought over who got to hang. Justin Timberlake posters up on your wall? Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> this will be the last story, and then we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> this is such a good story, though. I'm ready to, like, I, I want to go watch a show. What show are we watching? I don't know. I just, I want to watch something funny. I'm like, I need to watch something funny to, like, make me not be annoyed anymore. Um... <laughs> uh... Yeah. So, like, what were we watching? We were watching music videos. Yeah, we were, we like to watch music videos at towards the end of the night. Yes, and we were watching you turn on Backstreet Boys and I turned on Sync. Yeah. Yeah, so like sometimes we watch YouTube videos like to like get like in fun moods and stuff and like we know all the songs and stuff. So I loved NSYNC, TJ, like Backstreet Boys because that was kind of like more your time. They were all the same time. Yeah, but... You tell the story of you and Ashley with Justin Timberlake. Okay. That's what I want. She... Give the people what they want. She and the just... people is me, because I want to hear it again. <laughs> so my older sister, she was just like really obsessed with NSYNC, as I was. We both were. We would like wait up and watch TRL and like wait to record anything that NSYNC would do. And, you know, her being the older sister, like it was just really annoying. Like she had pictures like all over her walls and like she was just like, well, you can't like have Justin. Like Justin is mine and... I was like, okay, and like, I couldn't even say he was attractive. Like, I couldn't like talk about Justin, and she was like, well, she know, was that protective. Yeah, of Justin. she was like, you can have Chris. <laughs> she said you can have Chris or Joey, and like, you guys know, like, I'm like wanted she wouldn't that. even let me have JC. What? Yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of like I was like, okay, JC, and I think almost JC was almost like her backup. Like, if Justin didn't work up, she was gonna get <laughs> JC. So I was like, I got. Chris, Joey, or Lance, and... Which nobody really wanted them. No. Let's be no. I mean, I guess if you had... No. I don't no. know anything about it. No. <laughs> no. Didn't Chris wear the goggles on top of Yes, yeah, the goggles. And then he had, like, the Corella DeVille, like... Yeah. Like, uh, cornrows. <laughs> 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 
So it just like sucked and I was so sad. So then, yeah, I, told, I remember I told DJ, I was like, I, I got so upset that I just gave up and then I ended up just going with 98 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Because you didn't even want to fight it anymore. I didn't want to fight it anymore. Went, uh, so I could have pictures of Nick Lachey and 98 degrees all over my walls, and she didn't care because nobody cared about 98 <laughs> degrees in reality. But uh, I I made it a big thing. I was just like, oh, I have Nick Lachey now. Like I and she was so like, look funny. at me. Like it doesn't even matter. Like Justin Trump's that like by like a million. <laughs> like 98 degrees is like the soundtrack of Mulan. Oh my gosh. In sync is the soundtrack of like. Weren't they even in Tarzan? Oh, I don't know. They were. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You would know. I mean, you're... No, I would. They, they, they were everything. And um, so it sucked. And actually, I didn't tell you this either. Um, we we did. We met them. We met... I you met, met NSYNC? No. We met oh. Justin and... Um, I think it was Justin and... I forget who else Chris? it was. Well, when they were in the Mickey Mouse Club, we, oh. up, we knew someone um, in Michigan who was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, something DeLuca something like that DeLuca. he was on The Voice too okay I want to say Tony something I don't know he was he was on the show and he knew my family and he had dated my aunt uh-huh. and he was on the show and uh, he ended up him and Justin like this sounds like a made up story but that's really real they needed like a ride to like something and like he got in our car I don't even remember it but supposedly I've met him once do you remember, remember it? Like barely. I don't okay. really remember. All right. But that was before they were in sync, so it didn't mean anything. Didn't mean anything. No. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. But yeah, that's the gist. So your team in sync. I'm team Backstreet. So. Yeah, but now I'm kind of like if we were talking about this last night. If you look at both bands, Backstreet Boys by far has way more attractive members. Not just that, but they are more. Uh, what did you say last night? They're a, they're, they're, more, they're, they're, a unit. they're a team. They're, they're a more team. of a unit. Yeah. Like it always kind of felt like it felt like when you watch and sync compared to Backstreet Boys, like it was like the Justin. It was like Justin and then JC. JC felt like the backup, but it was always like the two of them were like the main players, and the other three were kind of like okay, they're just there, just filling. Yeah, uh, and like if you look fluff. at Backstreet Boys, though, you're like they were they were a unit. Like mm-hmm. they are a, they are a whole team, and that's why I think they were able to make this comeback. And you can watch them. And you love all of them. Like, you love every one of them. Like, yeah. you don't think... Like, I, I really, I can I can like every single one of them for certain reasons. And they all have qualities that I love. And, like, we watched the video, like, um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yeah. Like, right? And it was like, man, they're amazing dancers. They're, they're all, their like, 40s. in their 40s. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just, su- just super impressed by them. And I think Vegas overall, now? in the long run, I'm going to say... I'm team, team Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I, I think that they oh are better. Man. I think they're better. I think they're a better boy band you. in the long run. I love that. And they've withstood time. Yep. And I, I don't know. I like, like them I just a lot. said, they're going to be. And all in... of them really are attractive. Yeah. They're doing Vegas now. They have a residency in they're Vegas. They're great. And I would totally love to go do that with you. You know? Mm-hmm. So, Team Backstreet for sure. I wonder if any of them like wine. Maybe we should get one do. on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's. Backstreet Boys, reach out to us. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. I yes. think we're going to try to do little, like, micro podcasts, like, throughout the week if we can. Maybe something ex- if something's going on exciting, we can just hop or on. Or even, and... like, if, like, a new, like, we were thinking, like, I don't know, I was thinking, I didn't tell a you. A new wine? This. No, like, if no. a new wine or, like, a new, like, product comes up at Trader Joe's that we're trying and we like it right away, maybe we'll just do a little podcast talking about it. I like that. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Be like, hey, we're on lunch. We're See? eating this right now. It goes back to always be 
growing, thriving, yeah. excelling, yeah. leveling up. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yes. So, so thanks for tuning in and um, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.